Hey everybody, it's Zeta. That's Z-E-D-A-G-R-A-C-E. I have a very special guest here. It's actually another person I went to high school with, so we listened to my friend Molly. This is actually someone I went to high school with but did not know in high school that I've now come to form just a wonderful friendship with through social media, actually. Hey, girl, hey! Oh my god! <laughs> Isn't it fun? <laughs> So much fun. It never gets less weird. No, no, no. So, what's Poppington? I'm so excited to be here. This is something that Zeta and I have talked about forever. So, my name is Amanda. I. Where is Amanda, please? On Instagram. That is inspired by the hit 90s show, <laughs> The Amanda Show, that used to blow me growing up. Everyone used to be like, used to sing sing the song to me we did like she said we went to high school together but we totally did not run in the same crowd we actually like didn't even connect until a few years after we had graduated I mean in our adult years for sure I would say in the last like two years really like Really yeah. connected. Um, so, and the high school we went to, so we both live in the D.C. area right now. The high school we went to is in Southern Maryland. It's very conservative, like very farming country. Most of the area we're from is religious freedom and historical preservation. So it's all of these old farms that were, you know, back in the day owned or lived on by various Native Americans. Mm -hmm. My farm actually has a lot of Native American artifacts that we found over the years. Um, you know, topical. <laughs> Not going to say anything more about that in relation to the U.S. government. It is a small town where most of the people stay there and don't leave. Which is fine if you want to live in the same place your whole life, but because it's farming, a lot of people also don't travel. Mm -hmm. And when you have that, you have your little bubbles of influence <laughs> that you don't ever get out of. Mm -hmm. So those of us who don't quite fit into those spheres of influence struggle a little bit more, I think, with returning and growing up in that mold. For sure, for sure. Because even for me, where because I went to high school, but I didn't grow like that's not where I grew up. I grew up in a county a little bit north, which is like a predominantly like black county. So all oh, growing right. up, mm -hmm. oh cool, yeah. So growing up, I was just used to being the only white girl, mm -hmm. one of like very few, which is fine, and that's just what I'm used to. That's just what makes me comfortable. And so I actually went to a private school from first through eighth grade, but I really wanted to go to a public high school, and I wasn't necessarily going to go to a public high school in the county, so I yeah. would. <laughs> uh, public high school in PG County is probably, to give people some context, when, when you saw Bring It On, it's like the Clovers high school, but probably worse. It's that Bring It On with Hayden Panettiere when she's like walking through the metal detectors and stuff. It's like that though. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, and uh, most people send their kids to a private school. Yeah. I would live, I would stay with my aunt and uncle who lived in Southern Maryland mm -hmm. during the week. Uh, we, we were both athletes in high school too. Mm -hmm. Although very different athletic circles, I was, I feel like I was on so many different teams and stuff because usually I was doing track and whatever other sports I was doing. So I don't even 
feel like I was that close with my own teammates, you know? Mm-hmm. My high school teammates weren't my teammates. It was my travel teammates yeah. for everything. And I did travel ball in Crofton, which was... Oh my god, Crofton, Maryland. Yeah, yeah I drove. heck of a drive. I drove an hour. The second I could drive, my parents got me a car so that I, they wouldn't have to take me to my sports practices. I would drive an hour twice a week and then each way yeah. during the week and then also be there all weekend for games. And then, no, I feel that. Yeah, I did travel softball. But that was all I did. I only did softball. Yeah, but your softball friends were also the little Plato McDonough people, right? Because mm-hmm. you guys were good. Mm-hmm. Nobody from our high school was good at soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? Yeah, no, I never... They, just, they it, stopped playing early on. Yeah. Um, they were good, but they weren't travel good. None of them played competitively after yeah. ninth grade year. Yeah. Typically, yeah, like, La Plata always had a strong, uh, like, before I came up, I knew that, like, La Plata had a strong softball team, but the real powerhouses came out of Calvert County. Really? Huntingtown and Northern. Oh, they went yeah. states every oh, day. Oh, Northern was so good. Northern was so good. They had, yeah. they had these two sisters, the sisters. Uh-huh. and they were, on, they were just on point. I mean, they literally won states all the four years that the Did, older sister was there, and then they won states the last year that the the younger sister yeah. was there. And then because I remember Huntingtown was a three A school and Northern's mm-hmm. a two A, so those two yeah. would always go. I mean, I remember McDonough won states my ninth grade year because I had a lot of girlfriends who were on yeah. that team, so they all have a ring, which is cool that they got yeah. like that experience. It's so annoying because my brother is such a good athlete, but I'm by far the best athlete in our family, and I have the least to show for it officially. He has a state championship from high school and then his college World Series, and I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's so... Yeah. I guess the cool thing about that is I didn't have any siblings, so I was... The one and only all-star. Yeah. So you partied more yeah, in high school, obviously. How did you get into that? What, party? Yeah. So my sister partied. <laughs> this is, this... <laughs> I said, how'd you get into that? I'm like, what, party? Yeah. So <laughs> so I was a very big nerd in yeah. high school. To put it as, as good as I was at sports, I was just as much of a loser in academics just because I I really like to learn so when I'm in school and I'm devoting my time to something I like to devote it Mm -hmm. completely I get like hyper focused so whether that's school whether that's sports whether it's smoking weed (laughs) I get very into things yeah and I don't like to waste my time so to me sitting there and just not paying attention might as well fucking pay attention you know it's only gonna help me in the long run so I was a huge nerd straight A's my entire life always very into my classes very engaged etc but that's good though I wish that I would have been more like that but I liked that stuff at the time and school is supposed to be about learning Mm -hmm. and teaching you to learn about life and give you like a foundational basis and apart from the one percent of students who are stem minded and Mm -hmm. going to take their standardized tests and excel at them and then go right to college public schools aren't structured to help the rest of the people you know with the election obviously I knew a lot from our education because yeah. it's so heavy government being in like right outside DC 
And I didn't realize that other schools in other states don't have that. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like government and stuff is attainable. They're not taught that. No, I remember we had four years of a government class. It wasn't just yeah. like one grade, but I do remember college and taking political science. Yeah. I remember learning way more than I did in high school. I'm like, well, why isn't this taught? Jake Byer does political science. He, yeah, he works for Sunny Hoyer. Hoyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was He's like, what a good what? person. He's huh? such a wonderful person. Yeah, yeah, no, really, really cool, really cool dude. One of the few yeah. who grew up to not a just, total douchebag. Yeah, just you know like what I mean? Genuinely respectful yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. Oh. For sure. So I, <laughs> this is so crazy, this is embarrassing to admit. I've always been a partier, and I, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and they, we were asking each other, how old were you when you had your first drink? How mm-hmm. old How old were you when you had your first drink? In college. You were in college? Or I graduated high school and I was like senior. I had tasted it before, but I didn't like the taste of it. And yeah. I am so picky that if I don't like something, I am not going to try it. If I'm out at a bar, I've never been the type who's like, oh, I don't like this drink, but like, I paid for it. So I'm just going to suck it out. No, like I'm just going to get another drink that yeah. I actually like. No, I feel um, like Life is too short to guzzle down shit that you don't like. <laughs> no, I feel you on that. So I, I mean, and I'm really lucky. I'm so lucky like, mm-hmm. at such a young age. I'm really lucky that I ended up where I ended up. And Dude, I, I was a huge hoe and like ran away multiple yeah. times a week and somehow I wasn't kidnapped. Right. That's crazy. I was 14 <laughs> years old running in the middle of the night miles just to get out of my house See, and, yeah. and was not kidnapped. And that's, yeah. It's that's a crazy. damn good thing we grew up in the middle of nowhere. But see, that's what I'm always, that's the number one thing that when I think about like overly strict parents, I think about that. I think about the kids, yeah. like, because it's true. So when I was younger, I, I had my first drink of alcohol when I was 12 years old. I mean, and I drank at a very, very young age. I'm not saying that I was getting like fucked up at 12 years old, but I would have sips of family members' alcohol, like at family events or whatever. And then when I was younger, when I was 13 years old, I smoked weed for the first time. Mm -hmm. I see. Where do people get it in high school? (laughs) That's what I don't get. I was someone is gonna find like I never got it, but I was always with someone that did get it. And I'm just I like, never how, have to worry about who it. Who in Charles <laughs> County is growing weed? Which, like, now there's a lot of people who grow weed. We, we're actually going to make our farm a cannabis you farm. You should. That's well, going to be so Because it was tobacco, but now it, everything's in greenhouses and stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. not like, it's all regulated. Who was your friend group in high school? Or did you go through phases? I went through phases. Sort of. So well, when I was in the ninth grade, I started dating a kid that was in a different county. So mm-hmm. he was in a southern more southern he was in St. Mary's County I dated him for three years my first real boyfriend I dated him 9th 10th 11th in my senior year I'm such a bitch my senior (laughs) year I broke up with him the first weekend of senior year because dude I'm so young and I've literally never been single I don't even know I want to experience this is my last year of high school I don't even know what it's really like to even have fun or you know hang out and party with girlfriends or like whatever so broke up with the kid right 
And then I started hanging out. So did with, you like not party the first three years or anything? No, so I so I did. I was partying. I was just partying with people in St. Mary's mm-hmm. County. I mean, and you were always with him. Yeah, so, I was okay. always with him. I was always. That's when I started. I really started smoking weed a lot in mm-hmm. the tenth grade, and then I've never stopped mm-hmm. ever. And that's been the only. See, I was around <laughs> weed a lot. My brother would have parties, and mm-hmm. then my sister actually would go out to parties with people my age. My high school boyfriend, the super psychotic, abusive one, he was best friends with these Jamaican guys uh-huh. <laughs> who lived in Waldorf because they played soccer with him. Uh-huh. And the one guy's brother had been in and out of jail for weed, and he was from Jamaica. Uh-huh. So we would always be at their house, which was in Bannister. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how unsafe yeah. that is? <laughs> I'm just this. Especially you, because you were so sheltered. So sheltered. And I feel like that is a danger. It's dangerous. I've had to relearn my entire adult life just what a lie I grew up in was. (laughs) And I, especially white women all over the world, look how much more work we have to do. 55% voted for Trump. But white women have Stockholm Syndrome. For sure. For sure. And Christianity in general, I feel like, has progressed towards sheltering people from reality because you don't want to talk about it. You want to confess it in the dark. Everyone just puts a Band-Aid on it Yeah, we'll pray for it. And not even, there's no disrespect or anything like that, but I'm just saying, you can't just be like, well, Jesus loves everyone and put a fucking Band-Aid on it. Right after you voted against (laughs) their rights. That's what I'm saying. I can't, you cannot. And it was, and it was so funny because I knew anybody that would post anything along the lines of, Oh, um, your neighbor is still your neighbor. Your no. loved one is still your loved one. Like, God yeah. loves everyone, right? Get that bullshit out of here because while he may, you're not. You're not the Lord. That's not for you to... I, yeah. It's just... It's Well, it's also this idea that you have not had to be accountable for mm-hmm. your sins for so long because the whole premise is that Jesus died for your sins, so no matter what... It's forgivable. That mindset has allowed people to just yes. act without And then they're like, well, like, fuck it. I'm going to be forgiven anyways. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, I'm going to cuss and I'm going to show my ass on social media and I don't give a fuck anymore because you bullshit people who are just hypocritical have no right to judge me and I do not give a fuck about living up to your standards anymore. It's past the time of peaceful negotiation no, you guys lost my respect. I don't owe you anything. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like that, I feel like that's it. And going through that, living with people like that, because like my whole family. Yeah, I was, was gonna like ask that. like oh, how. God, it was the worst. I, I told my mom I was pansexual, and she didn't know what it was, which like, I knew. Uh-huh. I'd been kind of prepping that. When did you tell her this? Oh. We got in a fight because she's gotten mad because I I sit there and listen to right wing news all day because of my stepdad. Sit there and listen to all of the different Navy discussions on usually it's aircraft development and stuff like that. Interesting little snippets, I guess. And I'll make comments mm-hmm. intermittently about them. You know, just like if you were to comment on a TV show or something like that. Ne- never in a rude way or like a way where other people can hear me or anything. It's usually just my stepdad or my mom. But with the election, I got super pissed. 
And my mom was obviously mad because she felt like I was being disrespectful to her and her political choice, which I was, because I don't respect your political choice. Right. Right. (laughs) It's not disrespectful. It's just lacking respect in general, Mm -hmm. because you don't deserve it. I just think that for people to outwardly vote for him, to just, like, disregard everything and to, well... Yeah, but I like his policies. You don't like, know his... You literally don't know anything. No, my and... mom sat there and goes, you're being dramatic. A Roe versus Wade is not on the table or like yes, not up for discussion. Yes, he literally, in 2016, he said that he was only going to elect justices on the court to overturn Roe versus Wade, which is why he put Brett Kavanaugh in there. doesn't even believe in it. He's just getting paid a shit ton of money. I'm, I'm honestly... I'm in embarrassed yeah for people to still i don't have i don't have the patience or the empathy to deal with it and i just i am way bitchier than even normal (laughs) which is saying a lot because i can be a a pretty you know cold bitch normally but i don't i don't care anymore my empathy is out the window i've just compartmentalized it i don't want anything to do with you and it's hard like that's literally my family some of my friends from florida and, and i just don't care i yeah. question who you are as a person now yeah because of it honest to god does not make sense to me because and i know you and i've had these conversations mm-hmm. before where, so i mentioned in the beginning of this like i went to a private christian school from first mm-hmm. through eighth grade yeah i had i went to grace Lutheran. yeah like i had Bible study. That mm-hmm. was a class. That was a course. Math and yeah. social studies. That was a course. Bible. All every single day we had chapel on Mondays. Not only that, outside of like school, I was a lot of people probably don't even know, but I I was baptized. I had my first communion. I've been confirmed. I did Same. all the things right, which means that I've got a pretty good understanding about. Christianity and about yeah. the Lord and there's no means am I saying that I am a sermon that I am out here preaching but I know <laughs> but like what you, the are, Lord, you are preaching <laughs> I know what is said uh, I know what's in the Bible and what's about and like? supporting and getting behind a man who is so repulsive and who treats people like such dog shit the yeah. way that Donald Trump does, and then to still try to say a big reason for what a lot of people were voting for him for was, oh, uh, my re- my freedom of religion. They were, they care so much about their religion, right? And about, oh, like, you know, then being vote the Lord. Liberally. Then, it's like, then vote, vote according to that. Like, you cannot, like, you just cannot tell me liberals, that Donald Trump. Liberals aren't anti-religion. Religion doesn't belong in the government of a free no, no, country. No, no, It doesn't at all. And it's just, it's insane to me how I noticed that was a big trend. And a lot of people were voting for Donald Trump as a backing Christianity. Are you... We cannot have the same. He, 26 different women have accused him of sexual assault. I don't give a fuck. I had a friend who (laughs) just has, he has a a one-year-old daughter. And I sat there and I was like, you should care about this election for your daughter. He was like, why? What, like, what does it even have to do with that? And I went through all the violence against women's statistics with him. And I said, look. The reality is your daughter's growing up in a world where who you vote for right now may affect her rights, the world that she's growing up in. And And you're also 
voting for someone who's contributing towards violence yes and that's what i'm saying we know the statistics it's like one in three right because it used to be one and is it now it's one one in five okay have experienced like sexual assault at some point one in five will be raped raped. or attempted raped like 86 percent of women experience sexual assault way more than any of us and i'm just telling you i've experienced it you've experienced it so many people have on so many different levels that people just don't know and so for me but people see the stats and they're like oh i'm not gonna be that one and it's annoying because what it's making you do is you're making you're discrediting others here we have the high the person who is in the highest office right now the biggest reason that women do not come forward is because people don't believe them and people make them feel like shit and people blame yeah. them for what happened to them what is the leader of our country doing every single time any of these cases got brought up he made them look like fools on public television he is just contributing to that culture of yeah. not believing women and i'm sick of it he's and also encouraging it by saying stuff like grab them by the pussy is literally are setting a tone for your followers that you're allowed to do that if they're dressed a certain way or if they look a certain way and i'm just gonna throw it out there i've been to quite a few different countries some with legal prostitution and the countries i felt safest in walking around by myself because i went to europe and wandered around europe for a while solo I felt safe in all the areas where prostitution was legal. They don't have this disgusting attitude towards femininity and sexuality in general. And now I come back to the U.S. and with the election cycle, my PTSD and stuff was triggered so much. Yeah, yeah. it was awful. I think so, so many things are are honestly so triggering. Yeah, and especially what is even crazier and i'm just gonna go ahead and say it right now is i can count at least four girls that i know who have been sexually assaulted at some point in their lives who have expressed it publicly one of the people we went to high school with has raped and paid off two girls right and to to know these girls that i know have experienced this who still went ahead and voted for an abuser was and baffling. But it that Stockholm syndrome to and its it core. So, right. It's the idea that this white Christian symbol is going to save you and you just have to blindly trust in it. So instead of looking at the facts and educating themselves they're just trusting what these historically white male superiors are look at who the republican party votes for they vote for white males they don't even vote to empower women within their own and stupid future female leaders of america thing i really i held out hope for this girl that i went to grad school with she actually lives in the area now. She works, she didn't go to Florida, but she she went to Auburn for undergrad. And then a Christian group paid her to come work the Southeast, like influence the public school's student election for Republican groups. Shouldn't that be illegal? Students at a public school should not be accepting money and help see, from outside groups. And what's crazy is I'm so glad. Well, see, I'm so glad and then I'm not because I've had this conversation many times. Fuck, I 
really wish I had the knowledge that I have now and that this exact scenario yeah. went on when I was in high school or something. Yeah. Because there were so many people that I, I went to school with that I had no idea or have these like views or whatever. And we get and obviously social media and people dude there's the stop, I can't there's stop the steal signs all over smd right now and it's so funny you're embarrassingly stupid what's in what's sad is just the fact that these poor white people they thought that donald trump was going to save them and that he was going to bring them all this financial wealth and success he was going to cut all their taxes right do you want to hear something fucking wild yeah. my aunt who i lived with mm -hmm. trump supporter she is so poor lives they all are of, right lives off of unemployment she didn't even get a fucking stimulus check she didn't even get a check and she's not what the fuck like how are you still supporting it's where is he how is he helping you He's not because he doesn't give a fuck about it's you or anyone people. unless you have two commas on your W-2 and your income statement. You know, I it's a whole thing. Terry and I talk all the time. It's because I wasn't from New York and whatever. Like, forget that Donald Trump was a whole yeah. ass Hollywood figure yeah. before he came into politics. He, he also never, wasn't RA. Right, which is why there's this wild ass group of our parents age yeah. that are all right and so i forget about it but terry grew up in new york and you know their playground was in new york and he's like yeah everybody in new york fucking hates the trump well, they yeah. literally ruined their name well, there and he like, would oh. use immigrant labor and, yeah. and, and he got caught like in 2018 was one of the last times he yeah. had to fire a bunch of people uh, yeah, and I forgot because there's like six or seven documentaries on Netflix about him and just about women I, like I flocking that. to him and just being in awe of this weird ass. <laughs> and it's sad. It's really sad. It's but it's the idea that capitalism puts money above everything. I so. had some a girl, a girl was, I was scrolling through Facebook. I voted for Donald Trump because he's not a politician. I'm fucking he's sorry. He's been a politician like, for four years, and he's done a terrible job, so... Yeah, no, um, no, no. I'm, I'm just... Mm, when I need a plumber, I'm going to fire. Like, I'm going to hire a plumber. When I need someone, you need someone in that profession. And I'm saying, like, I get what people are saying, yeah. because we've got fucking senators. We've got congressmen that don't do a damn thing. But they see, sit they're, in their seat all the time. They're right? not politicians. They're not, right. They're random wealthy people, and because we've... Right. We've conflated money with power because of capitalism, so it allows it and pretty much requires you to be wealthy to be in politics. My friend who funds oh, yeah, the Florida yeah. governor's campaigns, mm -hmm. they're so wealthy, and he is a first generation Indian immigrant and oh, yeah. hosted the Ocala Trump rally. That's like the whole trees for deforestation bullshit basically. Mm -hmm. But he wants to be in politics in Florida long term because they wanted the first Indian governor of Florida. And so to do that, they have to be Republican. So mm -hmm. instead of being like a good fucking person for this election, I haven't talked to him in five months, and he's he was my best friend, cold turkey. He also didn't support my blog. He said um, he said he would he would read something like that from someone who was actually accomplished. You That's so like really know. insulting. That's really well. Wild. I think it's just because I wouldn't sleep with him. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah.
That's yeah, always so. the case. And then, and you know what's funny? You know, right after Kamala Harris, right after they had announced Joe Biden was the vice president, or was the president-elect, and that Kamala Harris was going to be his um, VP, and then I was expecting it out of a white woman. It was a post, and it was, well, what do you expect when you sleep with everyone? Oh, to get where you are. Get the fuck out of here. And you know what? You know what? Even if she did who sleep with everyone, who <laughs> gives a fuck? You know why? You want to know why? She was so the mad. inferior. It's not on her to be the bigger person. Everyone it's on her superior. Is so mad at women for using their sexuality to our advantage. And I'm, I am not saying. I'm just saying if she did, so what? Yeah. Because if she was a man, men do it all the time. Yeah. And they literally get... I, I don't Also, it fuck. has to deal with your likability. Your physical attractiveness deals with your likability. So women have had to deal with that they just walk this tightrope line of you have to be sexy but not too yeah, sexy and it's, and it's you have every, to every sexy conservative woman. right mm-hmm. if your boobs are naturally too big you gotta hide them you gotta bind them down basically and yeah. wear a modern day corset <laughs> i just hate this whole no one oppresses women more than no. other women but it's because women we're taught are, that right and women are seriously forever trying to tear down another woman yeah. for everything and anything every single time any woman of any color or like any color do you know how much i got bullied any- in high school yeah a lot i did too in my ninth grade year coming in because everyone that went to our high school went yeah. to one of two middle schools yeah. and if you didn't then you were a weirdo. And so I literally didn't oh, know anyone. I didn't think about that. So when I came into my ninth grade year, See, nobody just, was friends with me. I just thought you me. were cool. Nobody was friends with me. Girls in my grade were so mean to me. Everyone started all these rumors that I was a whore, that I was a slut. Meanwhile, I hadn't even like lost my virginity at the time. Yeah. And and it was because well, that's okay. like, they started no rumors one... like that about me, but like I was. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually. I, like, I, was I wasn't because like in my high home life yet. was shit. Maybe you guys shouldn't make fun of the girls who do that stuff because there's probably a reason they're trying to get attention like that. Mm-hmm. Mine definitely was. I am still just as devious, but I basically lived like Hannah Montana. I love Miley Cyrus now because so I dead. straight up had two lives. Yeah. Like, cause now my, I can see that, my like- boyfriend was so fucking controlling too. This is what I love about Molly and Bradley's friendship, especially. It's because they were they like the first ones that like they've been like yeah. So I knew Molly from middle school. Did you guys go to middle school together? Yeah, she switched to Summers actually from a private school. She went to Grace Brethren. I knew Molly from middle school, like before things with my parents started going downhill, because I knew her through softball at CCYL. My yeah, dad was yeah. the president of CCYL. Mm-hmm. He actually umped you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I know. <laughs> God, so embarrassing. Kind of weird. I don't know why he likes that stuff so much. This is a dick. Like, he was not our favorite umpire. It's, it's the power. <laughs> he likes the power. No, and I, I get that. And I, I think that th- that's something that I, I, I didn't really realize with a lot of just white men growing up. And, yeah. and I see it now more than anything. And I think that it's because I'm with Terry and that we just talk about race so much yeah. more than any time. I've just, ne- you know. It's this so. awful culture of. Uh, it's basically military you command your authority and you don't question it so when it's questioned in any way even if it's just hey i learned something and it's challenging this belief 
it's mm-hmm. seen as disrespectful. Right. And both of my parents grew up in my one grandpa was a police officer in New York City for in in the Army and National Guard. My other grandpa was colonel in the U.S. Army. Both of my parents had that super strict upbringing, so right. they weren't even that strict. They were more relaxed and gave us a lot more than their parents had given them, but it's such a different baseline from what's a healthy environment, especially mm-hmm. for children. It's not loving. It's basically, this is the real world from your childhood. You have to adjust quickly, so you do. But like in ninth grade, my parents started to officially divorce. My brother and my dad would fight all the time. A couple times my mom had to call the cops and stuff. They would fist fight. And my brother goes through these weird phases where he gets, he like cyclically really likes me and then hates me. Mm -hmm. And I- Do you think he's like bipolar? Honestly, I kind of do. And I think he's poorly diagnosed. He's diagnosed with ADHD right now, but I think it's more manic depressive episodes. I'm unqualified to make that assertion, but I do, you know, study medicine and have a fairly good concept of those. Is it polite to do that? Not necessarily. I've had to, (laughs) I've had to bear the force of him. Even in college, when I moved home for a summer, he broke down my door and tried to beat the shit out of me. That's not normal. No, yeah, that's not normal. My house was just chaotic. I would leave all the time. (laughs) You know how? (laughs) What I would do is I would take my laundry, (laughs) because I've been doing my laundry since fourth grade. I would take my laundry to the basement and then walk out of the basement door Mm -hmm. and just run on the road to get to Royce's house. And I'd cut through the power lines and the forest and everything out. 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Multiple nights. That's so good. Just like, and nobody knew? Like your parents no, didn't No, nobody know. knew. I would duck into the woods if I saw car headlights or anything. The only They only found out one time because I don't know who it was, but some random senior. Like a senior citizen or like no, a like senior, a senior in, in, col- a senior in, in high, high school? school. Yeah, yeah. I played it. Some girl. <laughs> I have no idea who it was. She picked me up. Because the guy I was talking to at the time found out I was running away and took it upon himself to involve himself. Bruh, I just, sometimes I just need to like run in the dark, okay? Like, I am a runner. It doesn't so make, crazy. it doesn't make logical sense. I, I'm some kind of wolf or something, you know? You know how animals just mm-hmm. scamper off when, like, yeah. sulk? <laughs> That's like me. I wish I was a runner. No, but um, he took it upon himself to call me a ride. Oh, well, I can't come get you, but friend can. <laughs> this is very personal and private. <laughs> Excuse me. And then first off, I was going to run like, a mile or two down the road. And so that, then at that point, fuck it. Like, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm running away from you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I never tried to run away. That was like not something that I tried to do. So I was friends with the wrestling team, <laughs> um, which they were so good. I, and I think I am was such good friends with them because they were such good athletes too because wrestling is the only other equivalent to like gymnastics it's horribly hard on your body it's just insane any real athlete your drive comes from somewhere it's not just because you like competition it's coming from some place of inadequacy or having to prove your worth Mm -hmm. if you are able to get to that level every time i see you know competitive athletes who are going through like little stuff I know the mental stuff they already went through to get to that point. 
because I've had to do it and you really do dig deep. If you don't have a motivating factor, you're probably not going to achieve that level right. of greatness. The people who do, they have a lot to prove. I went to my wrestling friend's house and then they drove me to school the next morning because even when I run away, I can't skip school. I'm that much of a nerd. I have, no, have, so I have to turn my homework in. Like That's I need to so keep funny. my hundred. See, I almost didn't graduate high school because I was skipping school so much that yeah. I was suspended. Yeah, that doesn't and surprise so me. That my senior year, my VP was just pretty much okay. You get suspended one more time, and you're not. Didn't like, you're one of your long. friends sleep with Mr. Grinnell? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He slept with like three girls. Didn't yeah, he? he did. He sure did. I never had him because if I did, I probably would have too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He had a... Mr. Barry had a tongue ring, and that was like a very... <laughs> that was like a thing. All the girls uh, would yeah. talk about his tongue ring, but my... I never found him attractive, him and his bald head. No, my soccer teammates would sit there and have huge crushes on him. First off, he fed into it. Like I, oh, yeah, he did. I am I, not... Yeah. I'm curious as to whether that was strictly platonic and supportive. There's quite a few teachers at La Plata male and female who have a problem with that kind of behavior um, um yes basically. i know cool i know yeah yeah we had a lot of very forward women who are like a strong sexually empowered form students women. or teachers students. okay yeah. <laughs> students like all of all of the girls that i know who are into barry and grinnell and stuff were like sexually active yeah <laughs> and very forward about it a funny story of like Mr. Barry, something I'll never forget is once, God, I think I was in like the 10th grade when I had him. I was either in like the 10th or the 11th grade. Anyways, as it was homecoming and they were announcing the homecoming mm -hmm. princesses over like, the loudspeaker and whoever announced oh. it for our grade. I never had to worry about that because I was not popular. <laughs> <laughs> they announced it for our grade and it was a girl on the soccer team and this other girl in our class was Ew, why would they have, why would she be? Why, why is she the princess? Whatever. And I remember Mr. Barry losing his shit. And he was, hey, you don't talk like that about someone else. He lost his shit. I'll never forget. But it was so funny. And that was one of the very few times that I ever saw him lose his shit about. I mean, she'll probably run for Miss Maryland a year or two if she hasn't already. What was your superlative? Most athletic? So I want. Or smartest? <laughs> I, won, I, I won most competitive, most likely to succeed, oh, and like... most most athletic. And I sat there, and I had to pick which one I got because I could only get one. Which oh, if that's I won, such a bullshit. If, if I won three, <laughs> give me three, okay? <laughs> but you want to know how petty I am? What? Which one did you choose? So I graduated with thirteen or fourteen varsity letters from sports mm -hmm. as well as the scholar athletes from every single one i was like a high school heisman gatorade finalist type thing when these high school heisman very big athlete obviously mr barry <laughs> so our, oh because he was editor uh -huh. of the fucking yeah. yearbook right uh, so Are also you? no 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 not even my soccer coach Paul. yeah 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 i was the only one playing competitively uh-huh where you guys uh, like not cool so when I went to do the Queen Nicotina scholarship competition 
for our county fair. Mm-hmm. My mom had done it. It was a big tradition in the county. It's also a scholarship, and I was planning to go to college and was going to have to pay for it because right. I'm going to go wherever I get the best offer slash opportunity. He benched me for a game because I had to miss one practice for the scholarship competition. He said it was not fair to the rest of the team because they were all here working and preparing for the tournament and I was not. I would just like to point out to Mr. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I just want to point out that um, this is a <laughs> high school soccer team. This is not where you get recruited from. Right. I was playing competitively. The only one on the team, mind you, who was our age, who had been playing competitively for three years and, you know, trying to better myself in the off season, mm-hmm. or the only one who had even come into the on season in shape mm-hmm. at all. Two, academics will always come before sports. We have an issue with that in the U.S. Our area in general, though, is side of STEM, sports is the main way people get to college. So I understand its value for that. However, we prioritize it so heavily that people don't know what exists outside of it. You just have this blind drive for just sports, (laughs) you know, like men in general. It's a distraction, basically. He set a precedent I was going to be penalized for prioritizing school and you know, needing one day. Right. I was never sick, mm-hmm. nothing like that. Right. And it just created this rift, basically, that it was a power grab on his move. He then didn't give me a single trophy at the end of the year. Mind you, I was all state, all county, everything, and the only one. And I got MVP for cross country too, but I wanted both MVPs. Okay, I deserved both MVPs. <laughs> okay, like I deserved. And in high school, obviously, that was so public because everyone knew that I was the best and was waiting for my name to get called. And it didn't get called for each one of the smaller positions at the end. Yeah. It was embarrassing. And it gave those petty girls more ammunition. I lived so strictly in high school because I got bullied so much for everything all the time. Mm -hmm. And my logic is that I'm going to be so fucking good (laughs) that you have no grounds to bully me for everything, anything. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the smartest. I'm going to be the best athlete. I'm going to be (laughs) the hottest. Yeah. (laughs) But naturally. I don't want to give anyone ammunition to use against me because it has been used against me for yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. And so that was just probably just a stupid high schooler, you know, jealous of the fact that I didn't get one trophy when I got 19 others. Yeah, yeah. And like looking back, it's stupid for me to have even been upset about that. Mm-hmm. Didn't like him very much. How do I even get on the topic of him? What were we talking about? We were talking about students and teachers having sex. We were talking about teachers fraternizing. Are you (laughs) friends with any of your teachers on any social media? So I deleted all of my social media because of my family being so bitchy about everything. Mm -hmm. Because when I would post bikini pics in Florida, they would message me. Why do you have to post shit like that? This is embarrassing. First off, it's... I don't give a damn if you are bothered by my ass in a bikini. I don't care. 
-hmm. I study medicine. I study the body. I've seen so many bodies. I've held limp penises taught. This shaft on penises <laughs> taught for us to do surgery on right. them. I've sat there and just held tension on someone's vagina for hours. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't. I don't understand. Care. Like, what? It, I just think that for so long in America, like we come from like, this conservative yeah. background, and it's just so wild that I feel people like we have such a problem with women just exploring their sexuality at all. I feel like everyone is like, wait, it's too much. Yeah. Like you're doing too much. Went you know, back to the theme of partying in mm -hmm. high school. So, uh, like I said, I got bullied a lot. My ninth grade year, when my brother actually told the entire school about something that I did sexually. Whole I think school. that's really weird. Hold on. I just want to throw out there. I think, and I think it's also probably because I also don't have siblings. No, it's weird. It's weird. But I think it's very odd that your brother is even thinking about what you're doing sexually enough to like, want to repeat it and then tell more people about well, it. it was because his, like, every it time was he tells someone friends. about it, he has, he's like reliving it. So I just think it's very odd. Well, it was his friends, and like, it impacted his friendship. Um, Did you have sex with one of his friends? <laughs> well, I lost my virginity to Alex, and but oh, he wait, didn't. He didn't know about. They were, were best they friends? friends. They were oh. best friends, and so he didn't know about that. So your brother got um, like pissed. Well, I was hooking up with Alex for a while before anybody knew. Did you have a threesome? No, no, no. <laughs> um, I did, but not then. Not and not with them. <laughs> different, different situation. Okay. But mind you, I'm 14. <laughs> this is the problematic part. And I didn't watch porn. I didn't know anything about that. So there's no reason for me to have known what this was. Like I said it in um, in the episode where I talked to my friend Mina, the two ENTJs one. I thought a hand job was a massage. <laughs> like, I didn't know what it was, but I was just naturally good at giving head. It was just a special talent of mine. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm blessed with these gifts. I just, you know, <laughs> take them for yeah. what they are and explore with them. Mm -hmm. So my 14-year-old self really liked the way, the power that comes with a man's dick being in your mouth because it's the one thing that they value most of all. You know in those Lord of the Rings scenes <laughs> where Frodo's just looking at the ring and he's just entranced. <laughs> he's sitting there just captivated, can't tear his eyes away. That's how men look when their dick is in your mouth. Mm -hmm. You are the ring <laughs> at that moment. And they just can't help themselves. Yeah. I like that mentality so of course at 14 not understanding that yet and also wanting to get attention from men because my brother was obviously psychologically kind of problematic um he was constantly fighting and unhappy with my dad obviously my dad wasn't giving me any attention right. i was running away or just unhappy constantly my parents had no idea they just were yeah you were like all around like a problem child yeah except you were like an athlete exceptionally talented yes like, you and were i had perfect like, grades <laughs> i had perfect grades i had everything yeah. in line yeah other than this sexual deviant yeah and they didn't think that it's like a functioning alcoholic 
there is not enough wrong for you to address the issue or even notice it necessarily mm -hmm. because you convince yourself that because you're able to keep up with X, Y, and Z, you don't have a problem. And obviously I was 14. I didn't understand what kind of attention I wanted, that it was not yeah. positive attention, right. you know? And Alex was my brother's best friend. I knew him better than anybody. I had grown up with him. I felt safe around him. I, he liked who I was knowing who I was. Mm -hmm. So we, we hooked up for a while without anybody knowing. So what did your brother say? Well, one night Molly was over uh -huh. and Molly walked in. Uh-huh. And, and Molly ran out screaming. I'm so <laughs> dead. You're lying. Molly ran out screaming and it really impacted my friendship with Molly for a while. Her sister came freaking out at me because Molly was so sheltered too. She wasn't She was. She wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter until no, no, no. Year. I, I remember I'm not kidding, a softball being on the softball team. So and she she was the most sheltered human being I've probably ever yeah. experienced. And so Molly ran out crying. crying. <laughs> my brother came to see what was going on and found out what happened and I'm then, so dead that you mm -hmm. like continued after I Molly. I after Molly like came and caught you. I don't think I did, but I think my that brother was, like, heard, he knew. Or, yeah, he, knew, he, like, he knew the truth. Yeah. Like he knew it was happening. Um and so I just like the power of it. Now it's not weird for So did him. He okay. told so he told Danielle, who was Alex's fairly so recent. So then that like started like, like a bunch of rumors. Did everybody hate Yes. Yeah. So so Danielle and Ricky told the whole school and I was in ninth grade and such a nerd and literally everyone just slut shamed me like crazy. Yeah. No, and I remember that. And so, so Trish I tried to fight me and I, I didn't even, I didn't know her. I knew of her, but wasn't friends with her. Didn't know why she didn't like me. First off, anyone tries to fight me, you're fucked because like I said, I have had this military child yeah. training. I do not look like it. You probably I am know scrappy like as shit. Yeah. Like I feel like it's like a know. version of it basically that just doesn't have rules. It's yeah. survival training. And that's from gymnastics, horseback riding, <laughs> growing up with a brother that would mm -hmm. beat the shit out of me. You know, I'm fast because I had to run away from him. <laughs> that's why I'm good at track. Wow. Shit like that. So I'm just prepared. I, I'm prepared for yeah. it, but like, I would never want to fight. I don't even fucking know this girl. I don't want to get suspended for some stupid bitch, but I'm going to go down fighting if someone's trying to fight me, you know? So I, I'm going to restrain her. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to hit back. I'm going to embarrass the fuck out of you because I'm going to restrain you and you're not going to land anything on me. Yeah. But I'm going to do that and I'm going to take you down. So everyone was pretty much... Hated you at this yeah, point. and so all my friends at the lunch table stopped talking to me. Like I, for for lack of better words, it was one of the more dramatic things that's happened because it's it's your own family who does it and is contributing to this just communal hate. Well, and for, you're in the ninth grade. You're it's I also like just being know. in like that mindset of being a freshman in high school and like wanting that. Regardless, people want to be accepted. I also people was want like to be relatively anonymous. Right. too like i was good at soccer and everything but that, as a ninth grader yeah i was yeah, so no. sheltered yeah i didn't and have anyone who like, i was never the cool one you know yeah. so i didn't wasn't used to that attention being yeah on me no i do remember people were mean because i i do remember even though you and i never talked and we weren't we never connected until after i didn't high talk school. to people because i didn't like people yeah. because of this shit because that's what they did to me yeah and 
but I remember hearing about it. <laughs> um, not specifically that. The version yeah. that I heard was a little bit different. And oh I think it was that you were in the locker room and got caught in hindsight. I mean, I, I would have sex with Alex all over the school. Mm, we never got caught though. Yeah. That, I just think it's the biggest loss on their part because you're actually such a cool rad girl that people <laughs> really you. missed out on for people like being mean to you or not wanting to be your friend or I know that that had an effect on like, your high school experience. I just think that sucks and I'm sure whoever was mean to you about it. Like, so or they probably I've actually had people reach out. And, and like, Brady, apologize. Brady Wilson reached out I've, randomly yeah. like two years ago and I was- He's so <laughs> sweet. We had psychology together. <laughs> and at the time, school was the only place that felt safe for me, too, because my home obviously wasn't. Yeah. And I lost that. That's also why I was such an overachiever was because nothing was ever good enough mm -hmm. for my parents and felt like a trophy my entire fucking life. They didn't care about the emotional side of things really ever. Just like what you've accomplished. Yeah, which like now my mom is getting better at, but I'm tired of having to constantly work for something to be valued as a person, as an individual at all. I can never Yeah, like I feel like down. that's gotta be hard. You've literally accomplished so much. Like, yeah, and what? it's like, what, what do I do next? Right, like, like what more? My I mom, yeah, like, my mom recently was, you should pick up cross-country skiing. You could still make the Olympics. My body hurts. Please, please stop putting these ideas in yeah, my head because yeah, yeah. no, then I feel, I feel this need to do it because, well, I actually could. And then I'm, I have nothing else to do with my time and you just need to sit and smoke some weed. Relax a little bit. Figure out who you are mm -hmm. outside of this. And it's hard. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's got to be hard for you, especially because I feel your entire life one way so you've quick. just done so much very um, one track minded it's exhausting honestly mm -hmm. as an individual i can keep doing it but if i want to incorporate other people into my life more i yeah. need to be a little bit more flexible do you see a therapist mm -hmm. people bottle up a lot of stuff yeah. because of the military like you don't talk about it mentality and we grew up in that area and so many of the people we went to school with have died because they couldn't talk about anything. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, I'm just tired of watching people die and watching people be unhappy their whole lives and yeah. for there to be solutions and the solutions be having harder conversations mm -hmm. because harder conversations are intense but they're needed. They're needed and I don't feel like they're sad. And maybe that's just because like, I do have PTSD and have experienced so much sadness. And it's almost numb now. Mm -hmm. So there, there is like that consideration. But I view the beauty in those experiences because I've become such a more conscientious person because of them. And like I really value my time in this mm -hmm. world so much i just trust my intuition i know when i'm supposed to be doing something and when it no longer serves me and the ways i want to spend my time and who i want to spend my time with the openness with how i want to like proceed in life because i have a lot of layers there and if i'm not open <laughs> i'm just gonna waste my time yeah you know so that's more out of like necessity than do i really want to share or is it just not plausible for me not to share mm -hmm. you know Anything else you want to add for this one? Or should we stop it and start the dating one? Yeah.
Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I feel like we got a lot of So this concludes part one of our discussion. That was Zeta Grace at Z-E-D-A-G-R-A-C-E on Instagram, Twitter, and everywhere you like to listen. And the other person was at where is Amanda please on Instagram. Pretty much just like it says where as in W-H-E-R-E, which anyone who's good at English should probably have known. But again, we're not here to judge if you're not good at English and you just want to listen. You might have learned something. <laughs> Alright, well I hope you guys tune in next week and continue to like kind of the unconventional array of ways I bring you different people in my life.